Welcome to Loathsome Things, a horror movie podcast. I am Josh, the loathsome thing you receive visions of in the middle of doing something else. And with me is John, the loathsome thing lurking in the shadows of a crumbling edifice. John, what are we doing today? Some, something loathsome? Yeah. <laughs> we... <laughs> We are going to talk about the uh, an, a, another 1973 movie. If I, I believe the last one was as well. No, um, you're wrong. No? 74. No. <laughs> Damn it. 1982. 82. Yeah. Good lord, I wasn't even close. <laughs> no. <laughs> now I'm wondering what I'm thinking about. Uh, you know what? Doesn't matter. We're talking about the 1973 film directed by Nicholas Rogue. Uh, the myth film is called Don't Look Now. Yep. Yep. Uh, Nicholas Rogue, famously also the director of The Man Who Fell to Earth, Full Body Massage, Erotic Tales Volume 3, The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones, The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones Demons of Deception, and Puffball, The Devil's Eyeball. Wow. (laughs) I didn't know all that crap at the end there. (laughs) Yeah. What the hell is that? Yeah, his his later career got real weird in the nineties and onward. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, he he got involved in some real uh, like both young Indiana Jones series and the uh, movie. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, uh, and, and what is this massage crap? What is that? Uh, he directed a movie uh, pretty soon after this and The Man Who Fell to Earth called Full Body Massage. And then he directed a segment in Erotic Tales, Volume 3. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go out there and find that and watch it and let us know how that is. Wow. Uh, he also made, he also co-directed Performance with Mick Jagger back in uh, 1970. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That, mo- that movie's crazy. He plays two characters in it. Mick Jagger does? Yeah, yeah, that movie is wackadoo. Okay, so so even before The Man Who Fell to Earth, he was like, yes, I would like to do movies with uh, the leading music people, please. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, neat. Uh, yeah, I would like to expose them as the freaks that they are, even <laughs> though everybody already knows that. Yeah, maybe it was him since uh, since he was familiar with Mick Jagger and David Bowie. Maybe he was like, you guys should meet and do a music video together. Yeah, you guys should meet, do a music video, and then get it on. Yeah. <laughs> Make little Mick Bowie babies. <laughs> That's right. Um, possibly what you're thinking of. Uh, I, I noticed there. this is the same year as a lot of other big deal movies. It's the same year as The Wicker Man, oh. uh, The Exorcist. Uh, those are the two ones at the same time. Um, the for, for context, this movie came out at the height of the giallo genre. Um, it came out after, um, uh, came out after Rosemary's baby, but it came out before Texas chainsaw massacre before the omen, Carrie Suspiria, black Christmas. It definitely came out before the brood and it came out before the sixth sense. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it did. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. That's uh, yeah, that's, I don't, it's weird because it, it, I, Basket Case isn't even close to being a 70s movie. It's so 80s. It's very 80s. Um, so there you go. I mean, if there's one thing you can count on, it's me fucking something up at bright and early in the in the episode. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> we definitely are still on our first take. 
That's so right. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Now this 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 movie, uh, Don't Look Now, is a is definitely a horror classic, um, and it's uh, it's uh, pretty creepy. Yep. Yeah, it is, it is uh, sufficiently creepy. It's based on a short story by Daphne du Maurier. Yeah, it's uh, I, I haven't read the story, um, but uh, so I'm not I'm not sure how close the, the movie keeps to the to the story. But uh, it, it, it certainly I mean, he, whatever it whatever, however it went in the story, he certainly does a great job of, of you know, taking it and putting it into the film context. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, um, it's definitely worth a watch. It's, um, it might be a little bit aged at this point, you know, uh, it might be one of those movies where, um, uh, millennial and onward viewers might find it a little slow paced, but it's definitely, even then, if, if, even if it's, it's not at the, the pace that you might want, it's worth watching for, uh, the really good scenes that are in it. They're like really, really good moments. And also it obviously has had a huge impact on the genre as a whole. Yeah. I mean, that's true. It does have a a very seventies feel, particularly um, the sound effects are uh, because I watched it on my computer. So I watched it with headphones so I could Mm -hmm. hear every little thing. And the, the sound design is pretty, it's pretty strange. Yeah. a A little over the top. Yeah, they uh, there there are definitely some artistic decisions uh, going on in here. Uh, also, maybe quasi artistic decisions. One of the notes that I kept making in here is uh, I could see the director or at least the cameraman thinking to themselves, maybe this is artistic. Yeah, yeah, there is. There's plenty, plenty of that. There's plenty of that very paranoid kind of sixty late sixties, early seventies. The, uh, bits where somebody's walking down the street and people are leering creepily through a window or something that, mm-hmm. that, uh, which is very wicker manny as well, actually. Yeah. 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 This had, this had pretty good, strong wicker man vibes. Like, you know, obviously not trusting what's going on around you. Yeah. That the main characters are going to be dupes in some way. Yeah. Sort um, of. Yeah. And it features a very young uh, Donald Sutherland um, at his most lanky and elbowsome and nerdy phase. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird seeing him so young. <laughs> yeah, he's like at a at like he is a Q-tip version of Donald Sutherland. It's really <laughs> yes, that's, that's it's really weird. special. Yeah, he did, and the, he did have uh, his hair was pretty glorious, not quite as glorious as uh, the guy from Basket Dwayne. Case, but yeah, yeah Dwayne. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Dwayne's. Yeah, Dwayne's was like, what if a what if a mullet was permed? <laughs> a per mullet. Yeah, the per mullet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this, yeah, well, yeah. Go, go ahead. Oh no, this is this is a little bit more classic. Uh, big white guy hair. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I guess yeah, I guess we should say early on that we are going to spoil the daylights out of it. So. Yeah, um, this is definitely one, uh, you know, generally this is going to be the case. I mean, if you, you know, if you haven't seen the movie, you should stop and go, go check it out before you listen to us, uh, act like idiots about it. But it's, uh, you know, as much as any other, this one is certainly one that you don't want to, yeah, I wouldn't spoil it. I would go see it first. 
Yeah. Also, odds are that if you haven't seen the movie at this point and you're a fan of the genre to the point that you're listening to us talk about it, you've probably already had it spoiled for you. Yeah, that's uh, true. Be- because it's this pretty is legendary. a movie. Yeah, it's it's legendary and it's a movie where there is only one scene that actually matters. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. As far as anytime you like see a like horror movie highlights reel, there's one scene in this movie that is always shown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's known for another scene, but uh, that one they don't show so often. Yeah. <laughs> the controversial scene. Yeah. 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 So uh, so stop this. Go watch it. Uh, there's cool places you can see it, especially if you are a library card holder. So go go do that and then come back and listen to us talk about it a bunch. Yeah, it's it's available pretty much anywhere. Yep. Yeah. Including your video store. Just kidding. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. And welcome back. So, John, we're now we're talking about it as spoilers. Yes. Do you have any spoilers for us? Well, uh, the fucking dwarf lady. Yeah, the fucking dwarf lady. The dwarf killer. Yeah. I think is what she's called. People call her online. That yeah. was uh, that was quite. Uh, well, I saw, let me go back. The first time I saw this movie, I was a teenager and uh, was still living at home with my mom. And it was it was something that was on some night, you know, some night late. And uh, so I just kind of watched it. And, you know, I mean, even then I was getting the retro vibes a little, a little bit like this is kind of dated, mm. you know, a little bit awkward and stuff. Uh, so I can. So when you say that about, you know, people, people even younger than we are, I think that's that's definitely going to hold true. They're probably going to be like, come on, this is terrible. But it's give, give it a shot. Hang in there. But, um, yeah, I stuck with it. And I was young enough that, you know, I, I was I was still you know, fool easily fooled by movies. So I didn't see what was coming a million miles away. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine as an adult, especially if you've seen enough of these kinds of films, you probably can guess what's going to happen. Um, I don't, yeah. 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 I, I don't know. know. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you, your guess is going to be, Oh, of course a uh, dwarf with a crick in her neck is going to turn around and cut him in the neck. <laughs> Well, when he when he keeps seeing he keeps seeing the 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 figure in red, you know, like lurking around all the corners in Venice and the couple times that you see see her running around, it's clearly a, a little person and she has oh, yeah. the, the gait of a dwarf, you know. Yeah, no. We 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 got lots of good uh, footage of his daughter walking around and what that looks like in a red coat where or a, I'm sorry, a red mac as the mm-hmm film insists on calling it yeah uh, whereas we we can see that that is definitely not the same ambulatory situation going on with the no. killer no or the handful of of other children interspersed throughout the film in bright red clothing yeah yeah, yeah. just happen to be present it's it's funny because the film is pretty much monochromatic almost i mean it's it's like just beige gray and then every once in a while a flash of bright red yeah, yeah, it, it's got that uh, that real good 1970s, all my clothes are tan feeling. <laughs> yeah, it's really crazy. <laughs> it really, it really makes Venice look like a shithole. <laughs> it does. I was like, I was like, oh man, Venice is probably so nice. And then I watched this movie. <laughs> And you were like, wow, Venice is a crap tank. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't look like it smells good. <laughs> oh, no. 
I mean, I guess he's 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 there with. Well, you know, I guess we'll get into the into the story now. <laughs> we can do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, the, so the movie, the movie yeah. is. It this is kind of one of those movies where, you know, some of some of the movies that we're going to cover, I'm realizing very quickly are, you know, movies that we can kind of go scene by scene without, you know, taking 300 hours. This is not really one of those movies because there's just. Even though it's a slow-paced film, there's a lot of little things that you, you know, that seem kind of relevant, like even in the some of the deader moments of the film. So it's mm-hmm. it's like, well, I don't want to, you know, I took a million notes, and and you know, none of them are really that important. There were just right. things that I was like, oh, that's cool. I guess I should make a note of that. I never noticed it before because I never watched it with scrutiny, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, no, this was actually my first time watching it all the way through. I'd like caught it from parts on TV before, but I'd never just like sat my ass down and and took it all in. So, yeah, um, I'm going to I'm going to say you I think you should lead the way on this because my notes are more sporadic okay. and uh, less thorough this time. OK, through. yeah. <laughs> well, it 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 opens with a kind of a cinematic technique that uh, is used it, you know, and it's it's used in other movies as well, where it, it will the movie will kind of jump around in time, and certain scenes will, you know, become they'll have a certain type of they'll be presented as if they're supposed to maybe mean something specific, but then later you realize it means something else, and you know, time can be a little bit fluid in the in this movie in a way, even though the the storyline is fairly linear, but. It opens um, supposed to be, I'm assuming it's in England and, you know, it's, you see like this pond kind of area or like a, like an, it's raining really heavily. It kind of zooms in and, you know, that, that opening shot is actually repeated later in the film, I think at the end. Um, But anyways, it goes straight from there and it cuts to, to Venice and essentially the, the, we, let's see, I'm sure I could just introduce the characters. It's a, it's a married couple. Um, Julie Christie plays the wife. Uh, her name is Laura, and Donald Sutherland's the husband. His name's John. I think they're the Baxters, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, yeah. So it cuts right away to Venice, and um, it, and then it cuts back to the uh, to the daughter of of uh, the the Baxters in her Mac. And she's she's got a wheelbarrow and she's playing and then she's playing with some sort of army toy that has a, an incredibly large list of things that it says that are so specific. Yeah, it's uh, I made a note of that. It's um, what is it called? It's called the Action Man Patrol. Oh, you actually figured out what it was? Yeah. Well, no, it says it, Action Man Patrol. And, oh, and, uh, oh, right. You right. know, uh, the enemy is at, you know, 100 meters or something like that. <laughs> yes. It's a pretty, pretty intense toy. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and yeah. In a female voice. Yeah. So, so we realize that this, this family lives on a, or this child is on a large estate. Um, you know, it's a, it's a big property. She's, and then at some point she's playing with this ball and she's, throwing it around and stuff and it ends up in the water and then it, it cuts back to Donald Sutherland. He's looking at slides of like the insides of a, of a cathedral or a, or a church and uh, his wife is sitting at the fireplace and she's reading and they kind of have a little bit of an interaction. 
Mm-hmm. And he he's looking at one of the slides and he sees sitting in the church pew on the right of the slide from, from the back, a figure in a red coat. Yeah. And he thinks that's neat. Yeah. He, he thinks that's neat. And <laughs> then it cuts back to the, the daughter and she's playing in the water. And then there's this boy comes riding up on a bike <laughs> and there's a scene where he rides over a piece of glass on the ground and falls and it's, you know, so there's a lot of cuts kind of back and forth. They're not like, you know, not like cuts today where it's like 500 shots in a quarter of a second. But yeah, it's just kind of tying the two things together, um, which in retrospect is, you know, probably trying to imply or to signify that he is he's like sensitive, so to speak, like uh, yeah. Donald is uh, or John, let's say, is uh, I'm going to be calling him Donnie South in this. Donnie so D D Southie is uh is uh has some sort of psychic ability apparently which he doesn't realize but we find out later. Yeah. Yeah and and part of his interaction with his wife is the fact that the the daughter uh Christine or Christy, I don't remember. Yeah, um, Julie Christie, yeah. Um Oh, Christine the daughter, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Christine the daughter asked her if the world is round, why is a frozen pond flat? And so she's like, like you do in the seventies, she's pulled out all of the books and is looking for an answer to that, which also is kind of a little bit of the foreshadowing of what's to come. Yes, that's right. (laughs) And also the world is round. Just let's get that out of the way. Yeah. The world is round. (laughs) (laughs) They even say it there. They're like, Oh yeah, no, this, uh, this lake, uh, has a, uh, like three degrees of difference from one shore to the next. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. It's so, so ridiculously specific. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and, and then at one point, Donald Sutherland tosses, I don't even know what it is, but he tosses something to his wife and it's a really bad throw and he spills a glass of water. It breaks, he cuts himself and then it, it cuts right away to the, the daughter throwing the ball back in the water. And then b- back to to uh, Donnie South, and he he looks at his slide, and his blood is, has dripped right on the location of the where the uh, person is sitting with their back to the pew in the red, and it kind of like runs across the slide, mm-hmm. the blood, which was a nice little you know very yeah. very subtle over foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he uh, if that he sees that, and it. He then premonites the bad thing and runs outside. Yeah, has some. He appears to like suddenly have some flash of what the fuck is going on, and he he runs outside right away, concerned. And yeah. his, you know, his wife's like, "What the hell's going on?" And uh, he gets out there and he finds his daughter in the water. He, you know, they're covered in mud. Uh, she's she's dead. Yep. And we and then there we begin with the tremendous amount of moaning. Yeah, yeah. He he um even the scene of him going into the water is weird because he goes into the water with full gusto and then he kind of just stops for a while and he's just there standing in the while in the water, just not doing anything, and then he goes in comes up with the daughter is covered in mud, has a very hard time getting back to shore and is just making lots of mouth noise. Um, Also the sound design on this scene is really weird because it goes from like dark brooding music to at a certain point, there's just harps playing happily, which I guess signifies that the daughter's soul is going to heaven. 
Yeah, I, uh, I'm not sure. It was maybe trying to make some spiritual connection between her death and his. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, in there, the, the son was calling for help, and we saw that the son was uh, trying to check the tires on his bicycle and that he pulled a piece of glass out of his bicycle and that his hand was bleeding. So that's just in there, too. Yeah. Uh, and and don't get too attached to the son. I mean, well, they the, certainly aren't. Yeah, the daughter's done already, and then the the you know the son. You pretty much don't see him too much. He's he's the the children are really for as cut up as they seem to be about the the daughter dying. They really don't seem to give a shit at all. Yeah, not really. He certainly doesn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's so weird. It's like the wor- they are the worst parents. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I have a note in here later on. Like, there is a certain point during the movie where I was like, where the hell is their son? <laughs> because uh, after this scene, you know, he's he's got the daughter. He, you know, it's not fully realized that she's dead, but it's heavily implied. Yeah. Uh, there's even a scene where, like, the wife finally figures out that something's wrong eventually by looking out the window and mm-hmm. sees him and screams like she's afraid of him. Yeah, you, see, uh, you hear the horrible scream. Yeah. And uh, and then that whole scene is over, and all of a sudden, we are in Venice. Yay. Yeah. Wintry, uh, gray Venice. Yep. Yeah, and they're they're working on the old moldering bricks of a building, and um, on the version I was watching, I put on closed captions because a lot of Italian was being spuck, mm-hmm. and um, every time someone said anything in Italian, the closed captionings put in brackets speaking Italian. <laughs> yeah, they don't translate it for some reason. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn it! So this whole movie, where lots of Italian is spuck. Um, there's no translation. So there's a whole, there's a whole layer of this movie that I do not understand because yeah. I don't speak Italian. Yeah. There's several minutes of just, eh, but it the car. Yep. Yep. Especially for the hotel staff, which we'll get to. Oh my um, God. But yeah, the hotel staff is very strange and I have no idea what their problem is. Well, I think what it is, the guy that's running the hotel is the cousin of the guy that runs the Hotel Broslin in New York. <laughs> <He's>, yeah. <laughs> his, Italian, his cousin from back home, Italy. <laughs> hey, run the hotel. Hey, dirty Louie, you sound familiar. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Same guy. Uh, maybe this is the guy from Hotel Broslin, but this is, you know, 10 years earlier, back whenever he was still a respectable hotelier. A respectable hotelier with a really bad wig. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and a uh, a staff that's just kind of also there. I don't know. Just, yeah, just a bunch of bumbling, bumbling Italians. Yeah. Hey, what do you send it around for? Yeah, yeah. And one guy that guards the door and has an English accent for some reason. Yeah, what? The, uh, yeah, that was that was like his summer job. I mean, his, yeah. yeah, his summer job. Yeah, I don't know. It's very strange, but yeah. So uh, they're they're in Venice now. Um, uh, Donnie South's not giving a fuck about no dead daughters. He's mm-hmm. just got to fix some 
Catholic edifice going on. Yeah, that's just you know gotta fix yep. it. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, uh, they the scene switches to where they're in a. I will. I wouldn't say an Italian restaurant just because it's a restaurant in Italy. It's just a restaurant in Italy. Yeah, it doesn't seem to have any any particular. Yeah, it's just a restaurant. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, just continental food. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, um, that's kind of formal look that all restaurants seem to have back then. Yeah, um, and his wife is there, and uh, they're talking about slides to the point that he's even like later in the scene we see that he's still looking at the same slide of the inside of the church with the red hooded figure sitting in a pew. Mm-hmm. So it makes it feel like not a lot of time has passed because um, he's still on the same job. Like he's still thinking about the same thing, working on the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And uh, oh yeah, there's that. And then there's that one little bit. There's a bit where he hears, he hears something and he sees a, was it a rat outside or something? I guess we get, we'll get to that. Or no, I think, I think we already passed that up, did we? I think that's later when him and his wife are walking around the uh, at night, and he stops, and there's a rat, and she's like, oh, fuck, I'm getting out of here. Oh, that, yeah. No, this is, okay, I know what it was. They, they're they sitting at the table, and he says, man, it's really cold in here. Oh, yeah. And so he opens a window in winter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. I didn't understand that. Yeah, yeah. Throws the windows open, and apparently there's like a gale outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, because it's also also the doors are open, and so he when he opened the window, it caused a cross breeze, uh, which uh, flung some shard into an old lady's eyeball. Uh, to to which his response was to close the door, go back to his table, pretend nothing ever happened, and move on with his day. But and, and then he he looks out the window and see, he sees something like on the sidewalk, and then when the lady when the lady complains about oh my eye, oh, and then he turns around and looks out the window again and the thing is gone. And I I looked at it several times. I could not figure out what it was. Oh, neat! I thought it was maybe it was a, a rat. I have no idea. But it's for some reason it seemed like it was supposed to matter. But I, I have no clue what it was. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So then, uh, yeah, so the lady with the thing in her eye goes super dramatic. <laughs> and it takes forever, too. Yeah. Uh, and he goes back to the table. They just keep talking about stuff. And then uh, after some conversation happens, the lady finally, like, starts going towards the bathroom and, like, even, like, boops into the back of uh, Laura. Um, and so... Then they like go to the wrong place and Laura decides that she should get up and help the two old ladies get shit out of their eye. <laughs> yeah. And so she goes into the bathroom and we discover that the one without shit in her eye is is has is totally blind. Yeah, is totally blind and um uh also has there shit is in her eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not just blind, but like full blown, like cataracts, uh, like you know, like the the milky eyed blind. Um, I don't know. I don't know what causes that other than cataracts, but yeah, like, but yeah, like the, it was the, creepy looking. Yeah. Um, also, there is a uh, indignant bathroom attendant in the woman's room. <laughs> yeah, it's just sitting in a dark recess, staring at them the whole time. <laughs> 
Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that was about, but I guess, you know, Europe, the 70s, that, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I've been to Italy and I really don't, I didn't have that experience. You didn't, I have, have, to say. You no. didn't have the uh, indignant woman in the recess of the men's room? No, no nobody <laughs> leering at me anywhere I went, really, that I remember. It was actually quite sunny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, welcome to our country. <laughs> Which no one ever said to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, and then, so we find out that the lady's blind. They uh, they make a whole thing about getting the, the piece of shit out of her eye. The lady that can see. There's even, a, there was a thing about the blind woman getting it out and she was like what the fuck are you talking about the last time you tried to get shit out of my eye it didn't work very well <laughs> so apparently this is a thing that happens to her a lot <laughs> she really these sisters really don't have a lot of luck with their eyes no no <laughs> yeah and uh and also uh, this is not going to be the last time that donnie south abandoned a medical situation involving old ladies in this yeah movie. they're they're in the bathroom for a relatively long period of time because then the the psychic blind lady starts you know like get like getting all psychic with Laura mm-hmm. about their, her daughter. And, and of course Laura is like, what? <laughs> my daughter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She starts saying, and she's sitting next to you and Oh, she's laughing. <laughs> it's that was a great scene. Cause all I could think was there is no fucking way I would stay in that bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At that point I started to agree with the uh, attendant in the dark recess. <laughs> She's like, oh, fuck these people. Jesus Christ. It's these two again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Is it already Tuesday brunch? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so they have a whole nice talk about how uh, uh, Christine is uh, uh, with them and forgives them or is happy with them. It's a good thing. It's a good dead child situation. Uh, yeah, yeah, th- yeah. That's right. She's, she said she can sense her presence sitting between them or something. Yeah. Um, and then it's it's kind of over, and they all go back outside, and that is when Laura decides that it is time to rip the shit out of this restaurant. <laughs> yeah, jeez. <laughs> she, she passes out in grand style. Yeah, she waits all the way until she's back at the table and and Donnie South can see her and then she passes out in the most destructive way. <laughs> and I even love I love that Donnie South sucks at his wife passing out so much that she passes out knocking over the table like basically trying to knock everything off the table first and his reaction time is save the table (laughs) so who will save the table she is plummeting to the floor which is covered in broken glass and he's trying to prevent (laughs) the food from spilling he's trying to keep the butter curls in the bowl (laughs) yeah oh no this olive oil is extra virgin Oh my God! Who will speak for the olive oil? Yeah, yeah. So, he's kind of he's kind of a douche. Yeah, he's kind of the worst. Um, 
So they, so she goes all passed out, um, and then we get a cool scene where they're loading into an ambulance boat, <laughs> yeah. uh, which includes a lot of luggage being thrown back and forth, and everyone staring, um, and they then are at the hospital. Yeah, it turns out the closest hospital was a children's hospital. Yeah, yeah, and and they gave her the uh, the bed with a nice window view of the child aretum, where yeah. she can just sit there and watch children that are apparently disease ridden and breathing and slobbering all over each other. This is the hospital that has two rooms, yeah. <laughs> one with all the children and one with the room you hang out in and watch them. Yeah. It's a it's a special kind of Venetian uh, hospital, <laughs> one that's caked with illness. <laughs> uh, it is crumbling. <laughs> yeah, of course. There's a kid in there playing with a ball, like a little ball that kind of similar. Yeah. And uh, she makes Google eyes with one of the kids, and mm-hmm. it's really and then, cute. Yeah, and at no point thinks about her son, <laughs> who is still <laughs> alive and just not with them. <laughs> Not even the slightest thought given for their son. Oh, all of these dying children are so cute. (laughs) Who they've abandoned in England, apparently just wandering the streets. There's no, they don't even tell you what what happened to him or anything. All all that we really know is that some point, at some point he was, I guess, assaulted horribly. (laughs) Yeah. It was weird. It was like. I actually watching it, I forgot that they had a son because he yeah. was so irrelevant to the plot. Yeah. Yeah. These these people, they're they're definitely not attachment parents. Jeez. Yeah. Um, so so <laughs> so uh they uh Well she's all joyous. Know. Yeah, she's all oh, happy. Yeah, yeah she's you know, blissing I'm- out, she's living her best life now. Um, and he shows up and he tells her all about it, all about uh, how Christine is still with us. And he's like, <laughs> 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 um, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know how it moves on from there. To the next thing. Well, they, 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 he, he basically comes to take her out of the hospital cause she's doing okay. And she says she's feeling great. You know, she's act- ever since she's talked to these ladies, she's super excited. And so they're walking through the streets of Venice and he's doing his. <laughs> and, <Yeah>. uh, <clears throat> they're, as they're walking along, they they come across. Um, let's see. They oh, we actually see another kid with a red ball, of course, just in case. Yeah. You know, you don't and, wanna... and, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say that they get in the boat and they start like floating around Venice like you do. Oh, that's right. They're in a boat. They're not walking. Yeah. And they come across what we can tell is a crime scene because there's one guy that's supposedly <laughs> dusting for fingerprints by pouring out like a like a five pound size pack of fingerprint dust on one spot <laughs> on the railing. <laughs> and meanwhile, people in Italian that are up on a balcony are yelling in Italian to the Italian boat driver who is yelling back at them. And everyone's yelling Italian at each other. And Donnie South tries to get in there by also yelling Italian. Yeah, it's great because through about two thirds of the movie, he seems like he speaks Italian really well. And then there's a scene where he's just like, uh, 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 come si dice? <laughs> 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 
Yeah. How do you say Italy? Uh. <laughs> it's so. Yeah. It's like, like I guess we just chalk it up to he's panicking. I don't know. Yeah, it, that was a really good scene too because he's speaking bad Italian to a lady that doesn't speak English. So she goes to get her sister, who also does not speak English. <laughs> just three people bumbling for like a minute and a half. Yeah. Uh, cannoli. <laughs> yeah so their their uh, pathway the way the way that i assume they were trying to go is blocked the boat is blocking it mm-hmm. and it appears to be some sort of a murder scene mm-hmm. we see a detective guy that uh gets a little bit of camera focus on it uh that comes into play later mm-hmm. yeah yeah that guy's a douchebag <laughs> yeah, he's i've i've got notes yeah <laughs> um and then they end up going into a random ass church um, because she wants to light a candle to which Donnie South replies, oh, Laura. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> wah, wah. yeah. It's like such a weird like uh, Brady Bunch era sitcom line. <laughs> I want to buy a candle. Yeah. How much um, are they or whatever? And then he's like. They're they're this much. Uh, uh, he's like looking at his coins and then it's like, I don't have this much or whatever. And she says, maybe I'll just take six. Yeah, it, it does. That doesn't make sense. They have a whole conversation about coins and candles. And he's like, it, it's this much. I don't have this much. And she was like, oh, OK, well, I want six. And then he gives her. So you would think that it's because they don't have small enough change. But then he gives her like three coins. <laughs> I don't I don't understand the increments of, of what's going on there. Yeah, but uh, but she starts just pumping the candle vending machine full of coins and plucking them out. Meanwhile, he goes and plays with a light bulb. Yeah, just dicks around with a lamp for a little while. Yeah. Uh, then he sees the blind lady and her sister and starts playing a weird game of peekaboo with a blind lady. For some reason, just just covering his face with his with his gloves and uh, her just looking so happy at a church she can't see. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird scene. Yeah. Um, then his wife comes up behind him, accuses him of, of his weird peekaboo pose being him praying, at mm-hmm. which point he realizes that he is an hour and a half late. That's right. <laughs> yeah, somewhere he has, he has an appointment with a really creepy bishop. Yeah, he, he had an appointment with the creepy bishop an hour and a half ago. <laughs> Which he was too busy did. playing peekaboo with a blind lady. Yeah, yeah. He, he was not in a hurry up until this moment. <laughs> uh, and they they have a whole scene. The the bishop is just there. I put priest. I don't know the ranks. Yeah. Um, and his wife kisses his ring. There's a lot of this scene is very strange because there's a lot of weird focus. Like at one point he opens up his rope to pull something out of it and the camera like zooms in on, on like what's going on in his clothes. And there's a lot of attention paid to like what he's wearing and stuff. And I don't know why. Yeah. I didn't understand that because he, he didn't really have a lot of relevance in the movie ultimately. No, no, but he did have what we'll talk about later as the world's smallest bed. <laughs> it's like a plank with a tiny mattress. It is it is itty bitty and he sleeps in it. 
<laughs> Maybe that's why he's so grumpy. Maybe so. <laughs> I can't seem to get enough asleep. <laughs> um, uh, they talk about things like they talk about how uh, the the church belongs to God, but God doesn't seem to care for it. They talk about how maybe God has other priorities or maybe we forgot to listen. I don't know. Whole mm-hmm. thing going on. Yeah. Uh, he asks her if she's Christian, you know, because she kissed his ring. Uh, later, that scene is over and he's like, uh, Donnie South is like, why did you kiss the ring? And they both have a whole giggle about it. A hearty chortle. Yeah. Yeah, that whole uh, that whole scene was strange and really didn't even matter, to be honest. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I have a uh, I have a note here. Uh, weird focus on the priest's clothes. This becomes very important to the plot. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, wait, did I miss something? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Just, I guess they just were really proud of wardrobe or something. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. They're like, damn, that is some authentic looking livery. I mean, aside from the obvious, like, you know, hit you over the head obviousness of, of, of showing like a spiritual leader or something as, as, as this, that ties this into the spiritual world or some nonsense, but there's plenty of that already. They don't really need him to represent anything. Yeah, I think I think part of what this movie is going for, like this was, you know, this was the same year as The Exorcist. Uh, I think, you know, this was a time in which movies like this were about embracing the spiritual in a number of ways and not just leaning full tilt into secularism. That's true. Um, and I think this movie was kind of doing that because. We have, you know, a priest and we have psychics. And instead of it being like priests versus psychics, the like the psychics are good Christians that believe it's a gift from God and that it's not just like doing weird stuff. Like you should use it the yeah. way God intended you to use your psychic powers. And then the priest yeah. is also like, oh, yeah, no, that's totally normal. <laughs> yeah, we know about yeah. here, that here in Catholicism. Yeah, they're, they're all about that. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's true, though. And it was kind of a 70s deal, wasn't it? Yep. Um, and then uh, after that, they there is a scene in which uh, Donnie South and his wife be naked in a bathroom for a while. Yeah, she goes and takes a bath and then he goes and takes a shower. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and she calls him fat. She <laughs> She calls him fat. She 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 says he has little lumpies on his side, which is her her joke for his uh, his love handles, which he doesn't have. Yeah, because <laughs> he looks like a fucking pencil. Yeah, yeah. This is this is full blown Q tip era Donny South. Jeez. Um, and then we then we see the other Q tip as he's in the mirror. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they didn't show the wiener though. No, no, close. no, no wiener. No, no vagine. No machine, um, just lots of hair. No prong, nor clunge. That's um, right. <laughs> that's right. And uh, and then but they after, do proceed to get it on. Yeah, yeah, they get it on, but not. Hold up, wait. Sorry, <laughs> it's not until after she comes stands and stands beside him while he looks at himself, thinking he's fat, and starts. She starts digging around for treasure in her nipple for some reason. <laughs> She's just like making sure that everything's still in there. And and um, then he goes to his drawing chair. 
Oh, that's right. And he's still naked and he sits down and then the maid comes in. And his response to the maid coming in is to swivel the chair towards her so that he's more facing her and touch his dick. (laughs) It's like, huh? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and then he's kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. She leaves. He's like, yeah, that's fine. It's Italy. (laughs) We don't see that maid again until later when she's coming out of the bathroom, having obviously just finished taking a shit. (laughs) So weird. Yeah. These stabs at humor in this film are so strange. It's very, very weird. Um, uh, She says, uh, isn't it a miracle? I didn't hurt myself fainting. He says, uh, the unconscious mind reacts faster. And that's, you know, like what I was talking about with the secularism versus spiritualism. I think that's, uh, that was like a little nod to it. Um, but yes, then in fact they do, um, I would say have sex. Yeah. They have sex for a, a a considerable amount of time on screen. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, Um, this is a, uh, yeah, like a very uh, apparently a controversial scene. Yeah, um, yeah. There's uh, there's uh, Donnie South does some really interesting arm maneuvers while they fuck. Yeah, what uh, was that? I don't know. He's like trying to get around her. Well, I don't know. I don't know. She he just wanted her face to be in his armpit. He looked like he was rock climbing for a yeah. second there. <laughs> on belay, belay on. Yeah, so they have. I mean, it, it's it looks fairly. Aside from that part, it looks fairly realistic. And I guess the the impression in 1973 was that it was real and yeah. that they really were having sex. And then there were rumors that you know someone that was on set had spread some rumor around that he saw uh, Wiener going into Vagine. <gasps> Gasp! Uh, and then it turns out later that uh, that the guy admitted that that wasn't true or something like that. And uh, Julie Christie's boyfriend at the time was, uh, oh God, what's his name? The guy from, uh, uh, I'll think of his name later. But anyways, it was like another, uh, Warren Beatty. And uh, he was, apparently he was upset because, you know, Wiener all these stuff. rumors were, yeah, Wiener stuff and rumors were going around. So it was like this big deal at the time. The film even got an X rating in the US, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Even though um, the sex scene is, interspersed with us uh, with clips of them getting dressed and so like like there's you know there's donnie south with a with a face full of muff and then (laughs) split second later there's donnie south not able to find the garment he wants to wear in the closet (laughs) that's right there's even a go ahead (laughs) sorry no i was i I don't even it, it doesn't matter go ahead Okay, <laughs> there's, I wanted to say there's even like there's a, a scene of like, you know, kind of like humping. And then there's a scene of him doing the little hop you do when you zip up your zipper. <laughs> <laughs> because your butt, your belly's too big to get. To- yes. <laughs> Except yeah. he doesn't have one. Yeah, he's got the little zip oop, uh, up there. And it's just so weird. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the. Getting dressed interspersed with sex, uh, I put the note, um, this scene becomes very important to the plot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the sex scene is, is it really does go on for too long. It's just kind of, it's like, okay, they're getting it on. But we, that's all you really need to know is that they're getting it on. Yeah. Yeah. And that they, that 
they seem to be, it's kind of the last time that they'll be enjoying each other's company in this film. Yeah. Yeah. They're working on, uh, they, they, they really are happiest whenever they are ignoring two children. Um, so they're, they got to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, I, yeah. I mean, it, 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 there is, there is artistic value in this scene. Obviously it was like groundbreaking to the point that they had to break it up with all of this other footage just to make it a, a movie that could be in the United States. So I'm, I'm making fun of it, but, but it, it, it has value. It's also showing us that, you know, even though he might seem like whatever, they still have a passionate relationship. It's building sympathy between us and the characters. Um, so it's good. I'm just being mean. Yeah, no, I think it just as far as runtime, I mean, it, it was it was it was a really long scene. I was kind of surprised. But yeah, it's shot well and it's, you know, they it's believable. I mean, yeah. they seem to have some sort of chemistry, which is interesting because, you know, throughout most of the rest of the movie is kind of them almost missing each other, so to speak. Like, you know, they're they're just in different orbits a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so so they finish getting dressed. They leave the hotel to which the hotel manager is like, "Oh, are you, you're of course you're going to eat dinner here in the hotel." And he's like, "Nah, peace." <laughs> and uh, and so like the hotel manager is just standing there, and two other hotel employees are just standing there, and we just see them be disappointed that they're not going to eat dinner there and then go back to their business. I don't know this. I don't know why this hotel staff is so weird or what their deal is. It's, it's very strange. It, it seemed like it was kind of like a, the joke was kind of that, you know, they were the last guests in the hotel that was, that would otherwise be closed for the season. And mm-hmm. I, I got the impression that they were maybe keeping it open just a few, a day or two extra just for them. So uh, maybe so. so. Yeah. So when the guy, you know, he's like, hey, you want to be, do you want the table by the window or whatever the <laughs> hell he says? Yeah. You know, just assuming they're going to eat there. And and then Donnie South is like, oh, no, uh, we're going to eat oot tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, and yeah. then they, you know, they leave and then then their hijinks ensue with the, the hotel manager and the, the most depressed looking hotel employees <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> I should have never left Hotel Broslin. God, I thought that person I thought that person by the door was going to start crying. <laughs> but I curled all the butter. Oh, no. <laughs> the nice Americans, why? <laughs> oh, my God. Who, who will wear corduroy in front of me now? <sighs> oh, my God. Okay. Yep. <laughs> it's so sad. It really is. It's a sad scene, but we we we, we must go on. <laughs> yeah. Um. So at this point, they uh, get lost in Venice. Mm-hmm. Um. They're like, no, it's through here, and they uh traverse several dark alleyways to the point that they even they ha, 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 dark alleyways. <laughs> um. And then he comes into a dark alleyway section where there is a rat on the mm-hmm. steps that lead to the water, and he's like, oh, this wall. I must almost touch it with my hand. And she's like, ew, a rat. I'm getting out of here. And so so then she runs away through the dark alleyways of Venice. And they are now separated. 
Um, and then they try to find each other in the dark alleyways, at which point Donnie South hears a death scream. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hears shouting in Italian and he sees a figure in a red slicker shuffle by real quick. That's right. Yeah. And, probably, uh, probably not important for the story later. Yeah, probably not important for the story. Uh, and his reaction to this is nil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He basically figures out how to find his wife and they go about their day uh, as one would. Yeah, that was uh, that, that that part was strange. Yeah, that part. Yeah. Uh, and nothing else in the entire movie was strange. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> um. Uh, I don't know if you have other things on this scene. No, not really. I just that that yeah, that guy just whips the shutters open, and then there's this huge scream, and then the you see the character run away, and Donnie South is completely unmoved, and then that's the end of the scene, basically. Yep, yep. Then we we see it's the next day. Donnie South is working on uh, uh, getting a statue in place on the side of a building. He mm-hmm. is as precariously placed as possible um and his wife for some reason has come to his workplace that day and is just standing watching him almost die by falling uh looking entirely bored and um the statue has a bag over it it kind of looks like there's blood on the bag Ooh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and um this whole scene i put a note uh becomes very important to the plot um, there's even a scene in which he's yelling in Italian at another guy because there is a bag lazily or, or a rope lazily draped over the statue bag and they're yelling at each other about how to get it off. And then he just spends a good 30 seconds of s- screen time being terrible at removing a rope from on top of a bag. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. It's it's real real torturous. It's like you fool this rope. I'll take it off. <laughs> Three hours later, he removes a rope that's just slightly draped over the thing. Yeah. Donnie South sucks at getting a rope off a thing. <laughs> and it treats Italians like garbage. <laughs> yes. Uh, meanwhile, Laura has wandered off because uh, she's bored and she just happened to wander off in the same direction as the sister ladies. Yay! Yeah. More psychic talk for you. <laughs> this is where we find out that they are Christian psychics. Yeah. Uh, they do not go in for all that mumbo jumbo. That's right. <laughs> that phrase is apparently actually does matter for some reason it's a it, yeah it's a scientific Mumbo. term yeah, yeah yeah that's right 1970s yeah laura goes into all the kind of the all the details of of christine's death and uh you know which of course we already know but um let's see what i'm trying to remember what happens there oh yeah the blind lady tells laura that she thinks that uh john is psychic and uh that she's explaining why he knew that, uh, you know, that that's, that that's how he was able to recognize that something was wrong when he runs outside and finds the daughter yeah. when, when there's nothing really technically that's triggered that for him. And, um, they, they end up inviting Laura over to her, to, to their place. Um, and, and then, you know, she's like telling John all about this and he's just kind of like, 
yeah 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 she uh she talked to them about how she's felt uh empty ever uh ever since uh christine uh died and Mm -hmm. uh she even there's like a little scene in there where she kind of blames uh donnie south for it because he um he said that the children should be allowed to play wherever they want and that's why the kids were playing near the pond yeah that's Uh, right it's just real offbeat, but it, it's in there. It, it doesn't get hammered down on. But I thought, I thought that was interesting. Definitely. Um, and then they they go and you know they talk about it, and she ends up she's gonna go hang out with those old ladies at night. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's right before that. There's a scene where um, he splits up. He he and his wife split, and uh, he you see way down in the distance like a, a little character in red peek around a corner at him. Oh, I didn't notice that. It was pretty, pretty hard to spot. Nice. I think I only saw it because it was on the computer monitor. If I'd seen it on the TV, I probably would have missed it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I watched this on TV. I'll have to, I'll have to look for all of the little missing things again. Yeah. And by that, I mean, never watch this movie again, probably. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Um, and yeah, so they, they split up and he, uh, decides to go get drunk while she's hanging out with psychics. Mm hmm. That's right. Yeah. Really drunk. Yeah. Get real, like, let's go trespassing drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, uh, uh, this is the point at which I realized, wait, where the hell is their son? Um, yeah. Because, um, she goes into the old lady's hotel room and there is a, they've brought the photos of several children and they're on display, including their n- next to one is a bust of a child. Uh, I don't think we really get a full de- description of why they have all these photos and busts of children. They're just children that these ladies have, have collected the images of. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get it. I think the bust. Uh, I think the kid's name was Angus, but I think Angus was the. I think he was the son of the sighted sister, if I remember correctly. Okay, because didn't okay. she say something like, "It's so hard when when one loses one." Oh the hell yeah, she says. yeah, yeah. Then there's nothing that can replace the dead one. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's that's uh, right. And uh, that one, the that one keeps like trying to get people to drink with her. She's like, yeah, drink some whiskey now. And then she leaves and then she comes back later. And she says, you haven't drank your whiskey. <laughs> That's right. They're really, they're really pushing the whiskey. Yeah. Uh, then they have like a little seance scene to which the blind lady's like, are your, <laughs> are your legs crossed? She asks her if her legs are crossed. And I don't know what that has to do with it. I don't know if like, that's something that she's psychic about. So it's like a really gross thing. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know what the hell that was. That was, uh, is, yeah. I was like, is that a psychic thing? You can't cross your legs. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Um, but uh, meanwhile, uh, while they're getting getting all this mojo started, we switch back to Donnie South, who has gotten shit hammered, um, and he is, I guess, in the hotel that they are supposedly in. And he, there's the little handbell to summon an orderly. To, uh, which he begins ringing uh, aggressively like a drunk would do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Yeah. He like rings it real hard, waits an entire three seconds, starts ringing it again. 
um, goes behind the desk at that point and starts rummaging through the hotel's notes and yeah. then keeps ringing the bell. Um, to which point, uh, which point he decides, all right, well, I'm just going to go loiter in the hallways and snoop around people's rooms. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Like, just traipsing about the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at which point the the people in the hotel get mad at him and chase him out. So he goes back to the bar to get more drunk and wait for Laura. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the guys in the robes, the robed men. Hey! But, uh, <laughs> uh, what do you do in the hallway? Yeah. <laughs> um, then we switch back to the, the seance. Oh, the seance. Apparently, being a Christian psychic means once you connect with the spirit you're looking for, you stand up, grab your boobs, rub them uh, thoroughly, and just go, yes, 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 over and over again. Yeah, that was, uh, I'm not sure what was going on there. She was just mauling herself. Yeah, yeah. She was getting in there with both hands. No wrong answers. I, I didn't. I freestyling. Freestyling. I couldn't tell if that was supposed to be like, is this have something to do with them having sex earlier? Or and then, but that didn't make any sense. It was just that's just some psychic thing, I guess. Yep. <laughs> Boob mashing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out these crystal balls. <laughs> Or orgasmically screaming. Yeah. <laughs> God, I would have I would have been out the door, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then I don't really know. At a certain point, she does leave. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, it gets too much for her, I guess. Yeah. Because the because the psychic flips the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. Which which becomes a pretty common theme for her throughout the rest of the movie. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, she goes back and, and finds Donnie South and uh, they go back home, uh, to which point it, it is made obvious that she is like happy about what happened and, you know, like chatty and trying to tell him all the cool things. And he is drunk. <laughs> yeah. She's telling him his life's in danger. And- yeah. All of these things. You're a light and psychic. And he's like, I feel sick. She's like, oh, but things are so great. And Christine loves us. And maybe, maybe we shouldn't be in Venice. And he's like, I think I have to go throw up. (laughs) And he does. He does. And then this is, for me, the greatest moment in the whole movie. (laughs) He comes back from vomiting for a while. Uh, and he says, I wouldn't go in there for a couple of minutes if I were you. I haven't thrown up for 10 years. <laughs> so it's like, it really it really didn't sound like a 10 year throw up. It's like it's been building up and it must. <laughs> it's like an unattended fire hose. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you might not want to go in there. I just took a big stanky old throat dump. Yeah, that was that was that was interesting. I wonder if that was in the script. <laughs> I know. Well, it must have been because later it becomes very important to the plot. <laughs> <laughs> Big old throat dump. 
Oh, lordy. Uh, and so now, now that he has vomited sufficiently for the first time in 10 years, please don't go yeah. to the bathroom. Um, uh, then they get in a little disagreement about whether or not psychic is cool. And um, she's, uh, he, he convinces her or she gets to the point where she's like, uh, maybe I should start taking my pills again. And he's like, yes, take your pills again here. They're right over here. <laughs> and he like, uh, he gets her some water. He's like, please take your pills again. Yeah. That, that, that was, he was a little too eager for that. Yeah. Um, Perhaps I should take my pills again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, so like all the way up until this point, you know, she's been, you know, okay, psychics, but she's actually been happier. And he's just like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then she asks, she takes a pill and asks him, hey, could you take some time off of work? You know, maybe a couple of weeks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Just put the whole entire job on hold. Yeah. And that becomes like a, a weird conversation that doesn't get resolved. And then. There's a phone call. That's right. <laughs> to which we see it switches between him on the phone saying hello and uh, someone else on a phone somewhere else saying hello. <laughs> Switching back to Donnie South. Hello. <laughs> the person at somewhere else. Hello. <laughs> and it just keeps going for a while. <laughs> for no reason. For no reason. <laughs> I don't know why that why it was like that is that how yep. phones worked in 1973 <laughs> i guess <laughs> hello <laughs> takes a minute for the connection to, to catch up i don't know it was so intense <laughs> yeah and we well so we find out that's the headmaster from the son who we forgot they had school yep and yeah. uh he's just had well he's had a little accident it's uh <laughs> Just no, no need to be alarmed. Yeah, yeah. Is it late there? I don't know. Is it late? Because there are so many time zones away. Yeah, in, in Europe time zone. <laughs> um, and yeah, it turns out their son has been at boarding school this whole time, which, mm-hmm. okay, now we know. Um, we get, uh, is this where we get a flash of what's wrong with the kid and we see he has a huge, disgusting zit wound on his forehead? <laughs> I think that comes later. Oh, okay. I think. Okay. <laughs> it is. It, it looks like someone has has taken a hammer to his forehead and ruined him as a individual personality. Yeah, that's like, and somebody has installed a golf ball under a skin flap on his yeah. forehead. Yeah, it's it's pretty gory. <laughs> yeah, he definitely bumped his noggin. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so yeah, so so they decide that she needs to go back to England, mm-hmm. where they are obviously from, based on mm-hmm. their accents. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then there's a whole thing with the hotel manager yelling at them about their stuff. Uh, yeah. We we get a long long uh, camera sequences of ugly boats spewing uh, smoke into the air. That's right. Um, and then she's she's totes gone. She is totes gone. Yep. And uh, when you are a Donnie South and uh, people that you love go away, what what do you do? Yeah, it's time to go back to work. Back to work. Yep. Back to the church. Yep. 
So we're back at the church. He's there, the bishop or the priest or whatever the guy is, is there. All the, all the Italians are there. Yep. Every Italian. He's, he's, he's the, the priest presents him with like a piece of mosaic tile, which, <laughs> which has been it. Uh, we do this in the family for many years. Yeah. Yeah. The, the firm has worked for my family for over 200 years to which I, I kept, I wrote two notes. I put one gross also two becomes very important to the plot later. on. <laughs> so Donald Sutherland decides to go up on the, the most unstable, uh, works works thing like yeah scaffolding swivel yeah he goes up to scaffolding and then he ends up on this thing this like swaying <laughs> work swing yeah <laughs> yeah I called it the worst platform ever that was terrible <laughs> it's real bad and you even can see that the floor is basically a piece of plywood <laughs> just laid on top of an empty frame. <laughs> it's bowing severely in the middle. <laughs> yeah, he's just like got these little little pieces of mosaic tile that he's comparing to the ones on the wall and just just swaying <laughs> like an idiot. With his Makes feet no sense. While trying to keep his head and hand unmoving against a wall. <laughs> and then he matches up the tile, which... Looks exactly like the one next to it. And, and I, I, I thought that was a relief. I was worried. <laughs> yeah. That, that oh, was that God. was a nail biter. Woo! <laughs> this 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 uh this mosaic that, that could have been bad. I mean, down forty feet down on the floor when you look up, you're, <laughs> if if that mosaic didn't match, that yeah. wouldn't really be a problem. These tones are not off. <laughs> and then all all scaffolding hell breaks loose. A board, a board out of nowhere, a, a board from heaven crashes into his shitty platform, spills mosaic tiles everywhere, and then we get an amazing sequence of Donnie South dangling. <laughs> and Just hanging, horrible. swinging. Yeah. Making, oh, so many moaning noises. Oh, 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 oh. It was so unnatural, like, like just these weird overdubbed moaning noises. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and he starts like, you know, he's the, the platform that he's on hasn't fallen. It's just half of it has come loose. Mm -hmm. And so the other half of it is like still there. And he starts by hanging on to the solid metal frame that are mm -hmm. handholds and like support structure. He starts mm -hmm. by hanging on to that. But gradually he, he Tarzans himself over clumsily to where now he's just hanging by a rope. He has abandoned the solid handholds and is now just doing rope stuff. Yeah, he's just swinging back and forth on a rope and moaning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, moaning for a long time. While uh, Italian people are scampering everywhere. Yeah, we've got to rescue this American or whatever. Um, uh, the priest is down below trying to not get crushed by falling things. Um, and we even see, um, eventually it's fine. He's fine. He gets pulled in by some guy and there's, you know, that like awkward moment where he's like, Oh, my feet are on the thing, but I still might fall. And then, mm -hmm. uh, when they're walking out, we see, um, that some glass has broken. It is on the floor. They step over it. And yeah. there is also some like red mosaic tile. Ooh. <laughs> Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so then he yeah they, he goes outside he's with the the priest guy and they're kind of talking a little bit and he says he, he wants to he's going to go take a walk yep. and uh comes across another murder scene yep yep the the while they're standing in front of a old charlie chaplin sign pasted to the wall there uh they see um uh, a boat dredging up a body up out of the water. Yeah. Yep. Guys in scuba suits pushing her like by the butt, like up onto the boat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's and it's all a, muddy and yeah. gross. Yeah. yeah. She's supposed to look like swollen and, and muddy and, and it's a very long scene. It really <laughs> it, is. It takes a long time. Um yeah. But uh, but part of it, part of what I thought was cool is like while he's looking at this, um, there's a flashback to him dangling uh, just for like just a second of it. But instead of him successfully continuing to dangle, he falls. So Mm -hmm. it's like this neat little like scene like, oh, what if I'd fallen instead? Wouldn't that have been terrible? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the the bishop does this the grossest little bitty sign of the cross you could possibly ever do. It's like a confined space cross. Yeah, exactly. It's the three inch punch of the cross. <laughs> the father and the son and the three inch punch. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And that that happens. That happens. Uh, John heads back to the hotel to pack up all the shit. Yeah, that's the scene where where the maid comes out of the bathroom with a magazine and he just leers at her like a creepy murderer. I was it would have been so great if she said, do not go in there for a few minutes. <laughs> I haven't shat in ten years. <laughs> uh, uh, I wouldn't go in there if I were you. I wouldn't go into bed if I was you. Uh, and, uh, yeah, this, this scene, um, becomes very important to the plot. Uh, we see Donnie South sucks at picking up a tube of toothpaste, uh, which is important to the plot. Um, Mm -hmm. packs up some stuff, gets on a boat. Um, and while he's on the boat, he sees another boat going the other way. And on that boat is his wife and the uh two sisters the psychic christian sisters Mm -hmm. they're all standing very posedly on a boat going the opposite direction so donnie south turns out sucks at chasing a boat from a different boat (laughs) yeah yeah they're all they're all decked in black they look they i mean they look pretty pretty uh somber Mm -hmm. and he's you know obviously surprised to see his wife you know, hasn't, hasn't actually gone to England. So he goes to chase after the boat and it's, yeah, it's the most inept chase. (laughs) Except for maybe the one coming up at the end of the movie (laughs) where he runs into a boat cabin. Shin level for no reason. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I've, I've never seen someone try to chase another boat from a boat that they're not driving. Just, Oh wait, let me try to run after that boat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, so then they go, he goes and he talks to the horrible hotel manager who is now in his, uh, 
uh, attic loft room where there is some woman for some reason. And he's like, oh, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Mm, I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) I've done my job for the year. Am I still in this movie? Come on. (laughs) I have the young lady hiding up there. Yeah, it's very spooky. That was that was weird. Like he had this. It's it's like a trucker where they have like the little tiny cabin in the back of the cab of the truck. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think you could just stay in one of those amazing hotel rooms during the winter. But no, since all of them are empty. Yeah. Yeah. No, just keep on hanging out in your weird little stink cabin. Your little loft. (laughs) Your lobby loft. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, so Donnie South decides that he is immediately going to go to the world's worst sketch artist. <laughs> yeah, I was like, who are these two old men this guy is drawing? Yeah. And I like that he was drawing it directly on the um, on the uh, transparent for a, for an overhead projector, and mm-hmm. then instead of giving him that one, he pulls up these other ones that had already been printed out. He's like, here you go. Yeah, so he he he's he's gone to the police station to try to uh, get the police to help him find his wife. Apparently, because you know, because she's uh, he saw her on the boat, it, which and he wants them to you know help him find where the two sisters are. I guess if I remember correctly, yeah, he's like worried that you know, like she'd been brainwashed a little bit by them or whatever. He, um, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. worried, and obviously the cop is concerned because he's probably thinking about all the murders. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you talking about the world's worst police detective? Oh, my God, that guy. He, he has- looks out the window and sees two women walking by arm in arm. One is clearly guiding the other, which yeah. would mean that she's blind. It's them. <laughs> he just ignores just like, it. Yeah, he's like, hmm, tell me more. <laughs> and... Uh, he has a giant Italian flag on the wall. Yeah. Um, also, over his, his office is very big. It's very spacious. And Donnie South sits on a couch across from his desk all the way across the room to have this conversation. Yeah, it's like 30 feet away. Yeah. And above the couch is a giant painting of the future's de- Detective Sipowitz from NYPD Blue. <laughs> Which I thought was incredible. It just gives more psychic foresight for this movie. Yeah, pretty impressive that they broke the fourth wall. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so he's telling the guy all about his wife. He's like, oh, yeah, my wife was super depressed and shit. And then he talked to these ladies and now she's happy. And that just makes me mad. <laughs> and uh, to which the detective looks at these <laughs> worst sketches and he's like age makes women grow to look more like each other <laughs> and by each other i mean 80 year old men yeah yeah <laughs> he's like you know when as men decay they become more distinct but women converge to which donnie south replies i hadn't thought about it <laughs> yeah yeah doesn't he say something like it's better when the drawing doesn't look like them or something like he that. He says it, it says it doesn't matter. He told, he, it's like, you know, it doesn't matter. And that was, that was later when the wife goes to talk to him and, and that's even a whole other weird thing. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll come back to that. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, uh, and he, he's asking Donnie South what he's worried about. He's like, well, my, uh, there's a killer on the loose. My wife is not a well woman. And the tech tech is like, yes, yes, of course. I hadn't thought there must be more. And then we see that the detective, instead of taking notes this whole time, has been <laughs> drawing like over the sketch to make it look like a shitty monster. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's a really bad cop. He's so bad at being a cop. <laughs> oh my god. Um yeah, and then uh then Donnie South leaves. He's traversing the walkways, bridges and canals of Venice. Mhm. Uh some guys following him. Uh Yeah, he's becomes, got the worst tail ever. Yeah, this becomes very important to the plot. Yeah. <laughs> um and Donnie South makes his way to a, a hotel where he continues to be a real piece of shit whenever he gets a bell in his hand. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, this is where he has that conversation with the two ladies where suddenly he cannot speak Italian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the bumbling conversation. Yeah. Where, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, well, he gets he gets the ladies to to let him into the room where the sisters were staying. Except, oh, they're gone. Yeah, gasp. They've left. They've packed up their shit and left. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a very long scene. Um, at that point, the guy that's following him shows up and thanks him, uh, and shows him his murder squad card. Yeah, what was that? He wanted them to lead him to where the sisters were staying. Is that what that was about? I guess so. I don't know. Murder that squad. Made no sense. <laughs> Murder squad. Yeah, he's it's, and, and then he continues to follow Donnie South around. Donnie South goes to some Catholic place uh, where where the bishop is. Mm-hmm. He talks to a nun while there. While in the front of the shot is a giant, really cool pope statue. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, he he goes to see the priest. Uh, uh, it, it, it's a weird, awkward. Uh, he's already, no. The priest is already in a meeting with some lady. Uh, we just see a room in which there's a lady talking to the priest and another priest, and the other priest is like playing with paperwork. Mm-hmm. Um, this becomes very important to the plot. Um, and then we see the murder squad guy is now trying to casually lean against a fireplace because he is the worst spy ever. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah, that whole that whole part is pointless. Yeah. And then he, he asks he meets up with the bishop finally. And, and, and basically it just ends with him asking to use the guy's phone. Yeah. And then he calls the kid's school, his kid's kid's school, and Laura is in England. Oh, what a shock. But but no, you're you're not giving this scene its due. Um Oh, that's when we see the golf ball. Yeah, yeah, we see we I think that's when we see the golf ball, but we also see uh he calls he calls the, the boarding school and he talks to some lady who proceeds to tell him everything there is to know about how well his son is doing. And only after talking to him for a long time about how his son is fine, she's like, oh, by the way, I'm sure you'd rather just talk to your wife instead of me. She's been standing next to me this whole time. Here she is. (laughs) 
<laughs> now that I've told you everything you want to know. Yeah, yeah. I, she's just been listening to you, to me, tell you about your son. <laughs> here And now here she is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, so they agree she's coming back that yep. same day or whatever. Yep. And uh, he's obviously confused, doesn't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, he's confused um, that she's still in England. He doesn't understand. Yeah. And then uh, next thing you know, he's back at the police station uh, because the because of his shenanigans, the sisters were arrested. <laughs> Which I, I, I put, wait, wait. <laughs> It's like what? I put Donnie South sucks at not t- not getting nice little old ladies arrested. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so he got them arrested for being nice little old ladies, um, and because the world's worst police detective is like a oh, blind old lady, must be a murderer. Must be arrested. Uh, uh, so he meets up and he apologizes profusely and yeah. agrees to take the blind lady back to her home. Yep. <laughs> I put continue. Donnie South sucks at conversation while walking a blind lady around Venice. Yeah, they have a they have a lovely unnatural conversation on their way back. She yep. thanks him because it's so nice to have a man around. Yep. And then Laura arrives at the airport. Uh, kind of interspersed there. We see her arriving at the airport. And then in the meantime, he walks with a – they ride a boat. Or no, she rides a boat. Yeah. Yeah, she's riding a boat. And she's like, we're going to this place. And the guy's like, yeah. And she's like, but this isn't the way to that place. And he's like, Yeah. She's like, so where are we going? She's like, oh, I'm taking you to where your husband is. It's it's a real shit conversation. <laughs> uh, they told me to take you here. Yeah. <laughs> He's not there. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I know your husband. I'm just some boat guy. God, this is strange. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, John and the lady uh, arrive, Donnie South, and the blind lady arrive at their, the place wherever they're staying. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other sister opens the door at she had been sitting there in total darkness, which made no sense. She opens the door and then turns the light on. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> has them come in. Yep. Yeah. To, uh, Donnie South locks the door behind him, like takes the key out of the door and closes it behind him, obviously to, to murder them. Yeah, sure. Um, I do like uh, there is a note that they we find out that the reason that they switched hotels was because they'd heard that there had been a prowler lurking around their hotel. That was Donnie South. <laughs> yeah, that was drunk Donnie South doing some loitering. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> He's such a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> so Laura now Laura's at the uh, police station and they give her directions to the ladies place. This is like the hijinks part of the movie where you know people are just never quite connecting. Yeah. Yeah, the the world's worst police officer gives her directions by ripping the sketch, ripping off most of the sheet of paper. So like he just rips off a little bit of the top of a sketch, 
and then writes like one sentence on this giant <laughs> three fourths of a p- sheet of paper and hands that to her for some reason. And that's whenever she looks at it and she's like, oh, this doesn't really look like them at all. And he that's when he says it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Yeah, that makes uh, no sense. He also gives her back the photograph that Donnie South left. It's a photo of her. And now, mm. for some reason, her face is all smudged off of it. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Yeah. That that was right. That was that. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. I was like, well, maybe it was just a bad glare, but no, it was smudged off. Okay. Yeah, it was smudged off. Detective Worst must have smudged off her face. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So at that sister's place, the blind lady flips her shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when he decides that he's going to leave, then she flips her shit. Or does yeah. she start to flip shit while he's there? I think I think it's like he's like, well, I should leave now. And then, then she is obviously having a medical emergency to which he looks behind to see that she's having a medical emergency and proceeds to exit the situation. <laughs> yeah. Fetch him back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She says that a lot. This is, this is from the era of movies when repeating the same, like three or four words over and over and over again was considered effective filmmaking. <laughs> it was considered a good idea. Yeah. This will make it creepier. What if she said it again and again and again? Yeah. <laughs> he does not come back. The, the one Lady tries to call out to him, but he's already gone. And then we hear footsteps and Laura comes running around the corner. So everybody's missing, just missing everyone else. Yep. Yep. Everyone's uh, they're They're just not linking up. Uh, he's walking around Venice. At this point, we pan to the priest's room where he's uh, sleeping in the world's tiniest bed. Um, and at this point, there is 10 minutes left to the movie. And nothing has happened. <laughs> he wakes up, looks over at a red candle, turns the light out, and goes back to bed. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Great. Uh, okay. Um, the, the, meanwhile, back at the movie, the, the sisters send Laura to go after uh, John. Yeah. Uh, and he, in the meantime, has now seen a f- small figure in a red coat. Yeah. Yeah. What, on the other side of the canal. Yeah. yeah. To which Johnny South's obvious response is, hey, look, a small child. I will chase it around the dark nighttime streets of Venice and call out to it. Come here. Hey, wait. <laughs> like he's now convinced it's his daughter, I guess. I yeah. don't know what, what I guess. exactly. Yeah. But he, he, he chases a small uh, hooded person. Uh, that mm-hmm. you could reasonably assume is a child. Yeah. Uh, so gives chase to a child that is trying to escape him. <laughs> yeah. They scamper over boats and docks and, and he runs like full front frontal runs right into the cabin of a boat for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he doesn't supposed to be, I guess that he didn't see it or something, but he just runs right into it. <laughs> Um, yeah, and uh, at a certain point, they're um, they're running, and and the the small cloaked figure runs 
through a iron gate. And so when he gets there, he closes and locks the gate behind him so that the child he's chasing cannot escape. <laughs> Donnie South, obvious murderer. Child murderer. Yeah. We then uh, move to a um, 1980s music video level scene with a smoke machine. Yeah. Yeah. Even swirling on the floor and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's real good. It, yeah, that was that was a little odd. Yeah, um, and then he just uh, keeps going deeper into the building, and then yeah, at, at he some point, saying, I'm coming. <laughs> there's like a like a small window, like a transom or something, above one of the doorways, and he he can see he sees like the red the cloak, and he hears the. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's, it's supposed to be like crying, like it's sad. Maybe. Yeah. Whimpering. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Not laughing. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm a friend. I won't hurt you. Come on. You know, things that you say to a child that you've just chased through the streets of a strange city at night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Into, into the set of a, of a rock video. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Laura has gotten to the gate that he locked behind him. She's reaching her arm through the gate and saying, she says, darlings, plural, like two darlings. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Yep. Sure, sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she can't get in, and can't then we cut in. back for the money shot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So he goes. He goes up the stairs to you know where the whimpering cloaked figure is, and comes in. And I, I forget what he says uh, to her when he gets up there. Yeah. So he's like, "I'm a friend. I won't hurt you. Come on." That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he says he says something, and then the the figure turns around and <laughs> shock. It's it's a really old female dwarf. Yep, yep. It is it is a a a small person uh, who either has a uh, crick in her neck or is shaking her head. No, I'm not really sure, but either way, it was effectively creepy. Yeah, I think she's shaking her head. No, I forget what it was he says. He says something that's kind of open-ended. Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think and maybe he's implying, I don't remember what it was he said, but he says something. So she shakes her head no, and then he's you know obviously shocked. And yeah, then she whips saying, out wait, a- Wait, Yeah. She whips out a big old knife. Yeah. Yeah. And hacks him in the in the throat. Yeah. Yeah. Gets, gets a real good, real good shot at that neck. It looked pretty, it was actually a pretty good effect. She hacks him, but then the blood looked ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Looked like red frosting. (laughs) Uh, At this point, it starts flashing to all of the other scenes Mm -hmm. in the movie. Um, There's big old church bell sounds. um, uh, Like, so there's, you know, the, the, all of the, like the blood in the, uh, slide from the beginning of the movie and even like whenever he now he's like bleeding and convulsing on the floor and his big old dumb foot breaks the transom window mm-hmm. and then that pairs up with the pane of glass that his son rode his bike over mm-hmm. uh we even get a a flashback to him doing weird arm stuff while having sex <laughs> That's right. um and yeah his life and 
his <laughs> revelation way too late that he is indeed psychic and was in danger flashes before his eyes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Surprise, you're dead. Yeah, I guess that's what was happening. I don't know. I feel like uh I feel like th- this in this scene little baby M Night Shalman was like, "Huh." <laughs> what if a movie did actual foreshadowing? <laughs> what if I will all use my red. movies? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I called it a synchronicity montage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, what if, what if foreshadowing was actually after shadowing? Where now we go back and play all the things that we thought of as sh- foreshadowing to show you that it was foreshadowed. Yeah, that's right. I will say, though, that that scene is pretty creepy when she turns around. Oh, absolutely. Because you're like, I, I, I guess I guess because I didn't come at it not knowing I came at it with the movie spoiled for me. I guess mm-hmm. at that point, you're there's supposed to be hope left that it is Christine. Mm-hmm. OK, I guess so. I mean, I think at that point, you know, I, most people have got to know that something it's not good. Yeah. But I think the the payoff is that, you know, you you have no idea. Like even if you suspect it's a little person, she's just she looks so striking, and that look on her face is just priceless. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, she's the, pretty great. Yeah. It's it is it is it is a highly effective scene. Uh, it, it, especially because if without this scene, it would have not been a horror movie at all. Yeah, that's true. It would have just been a weird drama. Yeah, up until this grief. moment. Yeah, up until this moment, there's been no, no no real like horror movie business. Yeah, and then I guess the implication is that obviously that the dwarf has been going around drowning women in canals, but for some reason feels the need to kill him which doesn't make any sense i guess because he's following her yeah i guess because he chased her back maybe that's like her little like hiding spot uh yeah because when he gets in the room she's got her face kind of like blair witch style like her face is in the corner yeah up against the wall which was pretty cool yeah you're like dude really you're gonna fall for this (laughs) yeah here let me come in more um but yeah i mean it it, it's a highly effective scene you know it's just like out of nowhere and is it a knife or is it like a shaving razor? I don't know. She does it real good. She like whips that thing out of her her pocket, like while she's shaking her head, and she's just like, "Oh, I'm going to get you." Yeah, I, I I just assumed it was a knife, but it could have been like a straight razor or something. It looked pretty substantial. Yeah, yeah. But she yeah. hacks him. It's that's the crazy thing is that instead of cutting his throat, she just hacks right into the side of his neck. Yeah, like an axe. You even see his neck kind of open up. It's pretty gross. Yeah. And I guess like, I guess he was, must've been like on stairs or something because, you know, he was, she was up at his neck level and we've already seen that he's about seven foot eight. <laughs> yeah. That, that was, that was, might've been maybe a bit problematic. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a great scene. It's definitely worthy of the high highlight reels. I, uh, yeah. it, it's just hard to, Hard to imagine what someone going into this movie fresh for the first time was expecting to happen. Right. Well, and then there's a little bit at the end, I guess, where we now we see the boat scene again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Laura is on the boat with the two sisters, and it turns out that what he saw was essentially a premonition of his own funeral. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. Um, shocker. And then my final note, worst parents ever. <laughs> yeah, terrible, terrible parents. Because, you know, you see, even on the funeral boat, the, there's no son. <laughs> the kid is not there. He is not there for his dad's funeral. She's like, you stay at school, honey. Try not to get assaulted so much. I'm going to go bury your dad. I'm going to go bury your dad in the horrible city that killed him. Yeah. <laughs> that he's not from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I mean, this this movie is um, at times exceptionally boring, but it's also very interesting. There, There is some real artistry that goes into it, and, and the ending is is totally nuts. Yeah, the, the ending's bad shit for sure. It's... Yeah. it's very well known for the ending, which, you know, uh, has probably traumatized thousands of people. Yeah. 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 I, I mentioned this before. This is uh, growing up. Uh, my my mom told me this is the scariest movie that has ever existed. Yeah. A lot of people feel that way. About yeah. It. <laughs> which is funny because it really isn't scary at all until the end. I mean, it is. Well, it is kind of creepy. I mean, the there are moments that are, you know, that and, and maybe in the 70s, it you know, felt more authentic. Yep. Um, now it, of course you, it's impossible to separate the fact that it's the seventies as you're watching it. Cause you know, yep. it's yeah. not the seventies. <laughs> yeah. And it's very much of the seventies. It's a seventies style, you know, the coloring, the sound, the, the way the film stock has aged and all that kind of stuff. It just, you know, it just has that, you know, the acting, the goofy sound design and, you know, things that, that film directors won't do now unless they're trying to ape the 70s. Yeah. 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 There, there was it was definitely you, you can see the uh, stylistic transition in this movie and you can absolutely see the um, the effect that it's had on movies since then. Like, like mm-hmm. there is there is a lot of stuff in here. I would say that possibly Cronenberg's uh, The Brood is like basically a sequel to this. <laughs> because all of those kids have single color bright slickers are gross when they turn around and want to kill you. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, boy, that one. That's a that's a hell of a movie too. Yeah. <laughs> and and of course, uh I I was watching this with my my significant other and she'd never seen it before. She didn't know what to expect. It hadn't been spoiled for her. So watching this movie all the way through, she was like, "Okay, I get it." He's actually dead this whole time, right? No? Okay. She's actually dead this whole time? No? Okay. (laughs) So you can see the expectations. You can see what, you know, Lil M. Night Shalaman was thinking whenever he watched this movie and and ended up making The Sixth Sense, which is kind of like watching this movie, but with different (laughs) things that happen. Yeah, but with Bruce Willis. Yeah, Bruce Willis. (laughs) A shinier upgrade over Donnie South. Yeah, much less hair. (laughs) But yeah, this is this is pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, I I I I enjoyed getting to experience it more than enjoying the movie in its fullness. uh, But I definitely enjoyed the impact that it's had on the movies that have come since. Yeah, I mean, it definitely has a. holds a good place in the horror world. It's And if, if you're a horror movie fan, it's definitely one you want to see if you haven't already. Um, I, I mean, I, I do think it was, uh, as you had said, it, it runs a little long. It, it's not, you know, there's just, 
it doesn't, there's no reason for it to run that long because ultimately the story is fairly simple. Um, and I think it would have been a lot more effective if those points were hit, uh, you know, more quickly. I mean, it was just tightened up. I think it would have helped, but I don't, you know, I don't know what the hell was tightened up in the seventies. Not much. Yeah, no. And and this was an era of, you know, long horror movies. They hadn't figured out that if you, if a horror movie goes over 90 minutes, it's harder and harder to, to keep that running, you know? We're, we're now entering a phase of movies where they'll occasionally spill out of 90 minutes because of it being a special kind of horror movie. But this was not that era. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. was a horror movie. Yeah. Make it two hours. Yeah. These were Hollywood productions and they, they, you know, they had, they had Hollywood money, Hollywood actors and stuff behind them. I mean, I don't, obviously this wasn't a big budget movie, but I mean, it was a studio production. I think it's a Paramount film and it's, you know, it was just a different, it was a different world back then. Yeah. Yeah. A scary world. <laughs> yeah. A Very dirty. A, yeah. And a boring world. <laughs> it's somewhat boring. Yeah. A little bit boring. People bled uh, strawberry milk. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a, a sequel idea for this movie. And that okay. is, um, don't look now to look who's looking now. Um <laughs> And it has moved to New York. Uh, we find out that the now modern day detective Sipowitz from uh, NYPD Blue is going mm-hmm. to be on the case. And it turns out that the uh, the baby conceived by John and Laura in this movie is now a <laughs> dwarf murderer running around the streets of New York in bright blue because NYPD Blue it's an NYPD blue and um, don't look now crossover sequel. <laughs> and of course you, at some point you're going to prominently feature the uh, Croslin hotel. Yeah. Yeah. The Broslin hotel. Broslin. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, um, I'm sure Kiefer Sutherland will be in there. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. They have, it turns out they only have 24 hours to solve this case. <laughs> 24 hours to not be killed by a dwarf in blue. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's going to be, that's going to be box office gold. That's, that's going to be the good stuff. That's where we get the awards. Oh man. Woo. All right. So, uh, uh, I guess, uh, final thoughts on the movie before we rank it. Uh, I, uh, I enjoyed it. It's the, it's the first time I've watched it where I was really like, you know, I mean, watching it on the computer is always a different experience. So it was, it was seeing it up close and and kind of being more aware of of the artistic and stylistic choices and stuff like that. And and having seen so many more horror films since the last time I saw this, I mean, it's been probably ten years. Um, and then compared to the first time when you know, I just I didn't really know what to think, but then that last scene just messed me up because I wasn't expecting it. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. It was. Uh, I think like we had said, it's a little, it's a little long. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's got, it's got some issues. Uh, but overall, I think it's a, it's a interesting horror film. It's, it's got a kind of a unique take, you know, um, and, uh, the performances are good, uh, for the most part. And, uh, yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I, I'm the same. I'm uh, I, I I got bored at parts there, but uh, it kept me it it kept me in for the most part. Um, 
it did have a weird sense of humor and part of that could just be my own weird sense of humor uh watching it but there were there were lots of things that uh whenever the tension wasn't there uh, i was able to laugh at the weird nonsense going on mm-hmm. um, so so it it has it has watchability it it has that legacy it it has those artistic qualities that are in there I I fully enjoyed it. So for me, I'm going to give it a five out of five. I, if it wasn't such a famous big deal movie that was important to other movies that came afterwards, I might not give it a five, but I don't mm-hmm. feel like doing a hot take and throwing this a three out of five. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny. I was, I going into this, I just assumed I would give it a five, and and after rewatching it, I, you know, I, I think I'm going to give it a four out of five. Ooh. I think the I think it the payoff is is cool. It's it's definitely an iconic scene. Um, the sex scene, the drama that goes along with the sex scene, doesn't you know? I mean, in two in 2021, it's just like whatever. Yeah. So it's hard to you know. I get it, but at the same time, it's just whatever. But um, I like it. I like the feel of it. Um, it it does drag a little bit, and you know, I think it it could have been a little bit tighter. Um, so I, as much as I, I think it hits a lot of cool notes. I don't know that it necessarily is just hits all the notes for me. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about it like. Um you know, like people, there's famously a, a modern day pitcher that said, uh, you know, Babe Ruth is considered the greatest baseball player of all time, but he would suck at baseball today. I could easily strike out Babe Ruth every single time. I think it's like that. I, if I'm, if I'm grading this movie based on today's standards, I would say a three, but like based on the time that it was and and what it's meant to the thing as a whole, I, 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 yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, a that, different, that, whole different thing, but I suck at ratings. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, you know, I mean, they're, they're subjective, so it's whatever. Yep. Okay. So that gives us a nine out of 10. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. I would say if you have seen this movie now and you've listened to us talk about it, uh, give us your hot take on the film. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms. Uh, the next time we record, I will have a list ready so I can tell you what those are. Um, cause I don't have that right now, <laughs> but, uh, look, look for us all over the place. We are at loathsome things podcast somewhere and you'll be able to find us. Maybe. Yeah. We're on Twitter, Facebook. Yeah. And uh, do you want to tell the nice people what we'll be watching next time? Yeah. So uh, next time up, uh, we're going to pick a a new movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, it's one that uh, I had seen the trailer for and had kind of just forgotten about it. I didn't, it didn't look very impressive to me. Uh, But then I had read some articles that kind of sparked my interest and I figured it was worth worth checking out. So what we're going to watch is a film called The Empty Man. Yeah, The Empty Man. I've been I've been seeing stuff around about it. Uh, it looks it looks interesting. It it does. I uh, you know if you watch the trailer and I've read this in several reviews. If you you know base your desire to watch this entirely on the trailer, you're probably not going to be interested unless you're a teenager because it looks like you know one of those like um, tall man like a tall man ripoff or some sort of creepy pasta type thing, <laughs> um, which, which in and of itself is fine, but it, it just doesn't, it didn't look particularly interesting. It looked kind of routine like candy man or something, but you know, like a riff on that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I'm sure those elements are in there, but it sounds like it's a totally, it's a totally different kind of thing and that the trailer didn't really do a good job of kind of giving you an idea what you're going to see. So yep. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. It's, it's also part of that group of uh, modern horror movies that are like, Oh no, we want to blow way past 90 minutes. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it is a long one. So, so that'll be good. We'll get to compare a old long horror movie to a new long horror movie. That's true. Yeah. And it would be fun to do something new yeah. that we haven't seen either. Yeah. 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 Up to this point, like it was, it's all been things that we've both been pretty familiar with. So this will be a fresh take mm-hmm. all our That's own. Right. That's right. So look forward to that. Uh, if you want to uh, go ahead and watch that movie before you start listening to that, we should be releasing that in two weeks. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>